You're listening to Kingdom Radio. I could write a record full of radio songs. Do a bunch of features that my label would love. Do a bunch of features that I don't even like just to build up the hype. Yeah. I could sell my house and move out to LA. Get inside of rooms with the biggest in names. Hire 50 people just to give me advice on the way I should write. Oh God. Yeah. Sounds like a nightmare if you ask me. Yeah. Went from my bedroom to the big leagues. You know how many times that I was told things wouldn't work but worked out. Having cold feet didn't keep me from success but delayed it some. I used to be the guy who killed to get a number one. I had to hear that song's a hit before I thought it was. But nowadays, I don't really give a fuck. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. J.C. Chanowski. What's going on? Give me the microphone. I'll interview him. How are you guys? We're doing great, and it's such a pleasure. Give me that damn microphone. <laughs> What's up, brother? It was nice to finally meet you in person in Las Vegas. Yeah, I think like you, uh, you know, started out with Joe at Transworld. Then we finally met after speaking and knowing each other for quite a while. So that was an honor and privilege to meet you, too. Yeah, and then I said, hey, J.C., you want to hang out? And he said, sure, meet me down here at 6 in the morning. We're going to run five miles, and we can hang out during that. I was like, I guess we're not hanging out with JC. <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> Ron, no, seriously, we're all down here. We're all doing it. We're streaking. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it was like for me going out running, like uh, not happening this time. But, you know, it's my ankle. I'm on medical leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, Laura, she's been beating me up. She's like, why can you not be more like J.C. Chanowski and take (laughs) us on a dream vacation to Italy? I was like, first of all, he went to Paris first, I think. And then Italy, if I mean, that, that makes things makes better. better yeah. Yeah. We're talking about a Christmas celebrity. Great celebrity status. Tell me about your public figure year where you're going out there speaking to everyone. What is it like to be doing that finally, putting yourself out there like that? Yes. Yeah, last year, I didn't know where I was or what I wanted to do. And I just started doing some daily posts here and there to kind of motivate and encourage people. And it felt good. It felt good just to be able to write out what I was thinking. And my goal in life is always be able to impact one person every single day, whether it's with a smile, encouragement, motivation, whatever it is. I just want to be able to have an impact or value for somebody each and every single day. Hence why I'll wear the Christmas jackets through the airports, the Grinch costumes while we're driving, or just always (laughs) smiling because you never know what that little piece of energy is going to do for somebody else. Speaking of a piece of energy, did you hear where Laura thought that Matt Hyden's blazer was nicer than yours? Did you hear that part? This replay is brought to you by Kingdom Radio. You know, Matt's a sparkle one with the sequins on it. I think that might be my favorite one. Not JC's that had the Christmas lights built into it? No. Great job starting some drama, Bob. I was like, the one with the Christmas lights? That wasn't the winner? She's like, no, I like the sequins. I like the sequins. I like the way it sparkled in the light. I was waiting for you to call. I said, he must not have heard it because he definitely would have called when he heard that. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, though. The the pitcher, whoever took the pitcher behind Matt at the pool that day, I think it was John Majak. And Matt's just got his hands up. 
Uh, that was kind of like an epic Will Ferrell um, <laughs> picture right there. We're going streaky! It was it was an awesome picture. So, Laura, I will try to do better next time. It was no, yeah, having Christmas lights built in your jacket. It was like you, and then it was Christy lights mixed together without the Dewalt battery pack tool belt. <laughs> <situation. laughs> I mean, that took some work. She just she was just missing the tool belt with the the cordless drill. She should have had an answer. That was so cool, man. What do you think about those oh, guys in the Christmas lights? The oh, I yeah. loved every time she walked into the room, she lit it up. Yeah, she let it shine. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, that was our first time meeting her, and Laura's like, oh, my God, she's just as nice in person as she is on Facebook. Oh, is that a surprise? Man, hold up. Everybody knows Lindsay Lights is my home girl. Ain't that right, boo? True. <laughs> And now back to our celebrity guest. Uh, tell us about this. Uh, you're going through the professional career of speaking. Yeah, so I did a couple podcasts, and I felt really comfortable being able to express myself and talk about what we're doing and how we can help other people do the same things that we're doing and achieve their goals. So then I started reaching out to uh, local events and seeing who would allow me the opportunity to get on stage and tell my story. And I talk about leadership and culture. Well, it all started in Orlando this year, right? What was the first one this year? Yes, with uh, Jamie Schmidt with the PWMCA down in Orlando. And that yeah, was like right. the that, first major one. The, I know you yeah. were like, man, I'm ready for my my first one. And I remember you had posted it and everyone was like cheering you on and supporting you. Oh. I, mean, I thought that was good. Yeah, that was a great crowd. And, uh, you know, blessed and thankful for Jamie to allow me the opportunity to get down there. I mean, he took the chance without even question and said yes we want you here so that was the the foot in the door then clipicon happened and then you speak before then i did the day before i did lights boost with pat clark and eric kelly that was uh the second time we've done lights boost talking about sales increasing your average ticket and and closing rate and every other day you're on a podcast i mean every other day it's like jc's with this person with that person with this person i was like damn dude how, how many podcasts and interviews are you doing I'll do as many as the, the, the audience will allow me to do. You're listening to Kingdom Radio. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this, you know, this is actually kind of fun. Once you actually start talking about something that gets you excited and you're passionate about, it's easy. And then you get other people excited about it, too. Sure. So when you went to Clivocon, you'd already spoke, I don't know, what, 15, 20 times live? Uh, before I, then? I did five, I believe five podcasts before that, and then the, uh, the event down in Orlando. So uh, the Orlando was the only one actually in person, live on stage, and it went great. And immediately, as, as I get done with these things, I want the feedback. I don't want the good. I don't want the hoorah. You did great, JC. Blah blah. blah. Tell me what I could have done better. Where did sure. I miss my mark? Constructive criticism. Yes, I want the bads because that's the only way to improve. I got some constructive criticism for you, JC. Don't ever invite Ryan to go running with you again. For real. Ain't that right, Bull? True. So I'm constantly looking out for that feedback. And other than, like, you suck, JC, I love the, the constructive criticism. Sure. Do you get a chance to listen to a recording of when you spoke? I have not listened to one recording, podcast, anything yet. It scares the crap out of me. And I know I need to do it because I know I need to listen to myself and be able to critique myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on that. That's why I'm doing this 30 day Facebook live challenge right now. I know so, I've seen that. Baby steps. 
the only way to improve is, you know, to actually study it, just like kind of football players and then watch games and see what they could do better. So right. I, I do and will need to do that. It's like every time you back me in the corner, this is my go-to statement, or I keep saying this over and over, and it's like, hold on. You don't realize you say it until you listen to yourself, and then you start critiquing yourself harder than anybody ever would. And then that I think that's how you develop. Or Lar- Lar goes, you just like hearing yourself talk. That's what it is. I'm like, no, I'm critiquing myself. Completely different, but similar. <laughs> anyway. You guys go Go to sleep playing your own podcast, don't you? Uh, I'm usually out in the garage smoking, uh, doing it. And then she's like, it's one in the morning. Turn that off. We have neighbors. She's like, all right, I'm coming in. I'm critiquing myself. Sounds good. So then, so you, as soon as you left Vegas, you were in, in Vegas speaking, of course. And then you leave Vegas and you go right to Moab. Legacy Entrepreneurs. So I went out there with Mike Wingard and uh, Legacy Entrepreneurs. It's his mastermind group. And... There's a lot of uh, local guys from the Charleston, South Carolina region, but there's some other guys from all over, actually. Chicago, St. Croix, Virgin Islands. And we did two days of off-roading with uh, the side-by-sides. Hell yeah. Incredible experience. If you've never done it, holy cow. It, like, videos and pictures do it no justice. Absolutely insane. I'd love to get back there, and I'm very grateful and thankful for the opportunity. But... We did that during the day, and then nighttime we uh, ate some lunch and, uh, as I say, broke bread and had some conversations. Did another panel out there uh, the first night we were out there, and I was able to speak with two other amazing gentlemen about our experiences. And I learned a lot from these guys. I mean, guys that are just getting into the industry, a lot of realtors. Uh, one guy coming out there from California with just loads of experience in the uh, AI background and computer space. And um, it, it's just incredible to be able to learn from everybody else. You, you go out there for a mission to be able to speak, but that's not my mission. My, my mission is always to be able to learn and inspire. Yeah, because, you know, if you're talking to people about starting a Christmas light business or company culture and a Christmas business or things like that, you know exactly what to say. But when you put yourself into a different space where these guys are realtors and stuff, do you say the same speech and talk about your Christmas business or do you tailor it to real estate or what crowd you're speaking to? So business is business. It doesn't matter what model or what space you're in. And when I talk about leadership and culture, it applies to all industries, all spaces, all types of life. So it's easy to relate it to generic business and without getting so caught up on the seasonal aspect of Christmas lights and uh, the washing industry. So that's the nice thing about the things that I like to speak to is that I can focus it towards everybody. You're listening to JC Chanowski on Kingdom Radio. If somebody was like, man, I really wanted to go see or hear JC speak at Clippicon, what did they miss? So really it was the second time that I was able to get deep and talk about the experience in my Navy career, that was almost the last thing I've ever experienced. And until the PWMCA, I've never talked about this outside of family and friends. So it's nice to be able to sit there and show people the story of me on why I am the leader I am today because of my military background, my military experience, and how 20 years later it still applies to today and how I'm able to effectively coach, teach, and mentor my team and others throughout the community. So we, you know, dive deep into a, my military background, talk a little bit about the history of my companies and a way forward to make yourself a better leader and improve your company culture. Dude, 
Like a true motivational speaker, he knows exactly what to say. What do you think about Matt's uh, folds of honor and his uh, opening ceremonies? I had chills. You know, obviously as a military background veteran myself, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of tragic and uh, tragedy throughout the years, and still, even to this day, um, sadly, I've seen many, many, many good sailors uh, commit suicide. So to be able to be a part of that and learn more about Matt, Matt himself and his father was incredible. Yeah, I thought and it was touching that, when you finally listened to our coverage of it. I had a whole thing in the end of it, and I, I think that most everyone in the room was getting choked up. The thing I thought was really special is his mom was there listening to it as he was explaining it. He was kind of getting a little choked up, but the whole room, it was like all the eyes were welling up. I was like, it really showed like who Matt was, I believe. Yes, absolutely. And and the gentleman who gave the presentation, that well-delivered, um, and hats off to him. What a just an incredible story he had to share and the things that he's doing to get the word out. And now the tough questions. I was looking online. Uh, was it like you're the most eligible bachelor in North Carolina? Is, is that Did I read that correct, or was that someone else? <laughs> the one person you don't want to talk about relationship to oh you <laughs> all right so going to italy man so like you had an impromptu trip to italy this is what i really want to know i can't believe you haven't said anything about it so you go to italy spur of the moment right right in right at the end of christmas season I, how the hell did that come about yeah, so I was attending one of uh, my mastermind groups down in Nashville in mid-December, and on the way home, I just had this thought. I knew I had the kids up until Christmas Day. They were going back to their mom's Christmas morning, and I said, I just don't want to be alone for the holidays, and I've always wanted to travel. Now that I had the opportunity, let me take advantage of it. So I did a little bit of research, and I was able to get over to Italy, business class all the way, stopping in Paris hotels, everything just on points and only a couple hundred dollars out of pocket. Wow. And I went there with no agenda, no, no nothing. Just wanted to get there and enjoy it. I got there and it was absolutely incredible. I was just able to be free. Just my mind was open and clear and enjoy the, the culture out there, the people. And but why, a, why Italy? What I mean, like I, I was in a, as a single father at, at one point in my life and the kids are, with mom for Christmas, and you're like, I don't know if you can do that to me because I love Christmas. Like I need to have my kids on Christmas, and then and then when you don't, because that's just the way it is. It's not all about you. It's like I have to be anywhere but here because I've made Christmas for so many people, and now that it's my turn, I'm gonna be by myself with the Christmas tree and the PlayStation. You know, I just can't do that. So usually, I would take like trips to like on cruise ships for Christmas and spent Christmas on cruise ships just so I wouldn't have to be at the house and deal with, you know, being alone. But why Italy? Why'd you choose Italy? So my family, my mom's side is all straight from Italy. So I have an Italian background, 50% uh, Italian. Forget about it. I took Italian in high school and I also traveled there in high school for two weeks with the school field trip. So it's just always been a part of me, always been something I wanted to go back and see as an adult and, just the opportunity arose and I, I jumped on that plane and didn't look back and it was just no regrets. Absolutely incredible. And no regrets. No, no, not even a single one. So you, you jump on the plane and you, you first land in Paris, like Petty, and then you're with the Eiffel Tower. That was a layover, wasn't it? Yeah. So I was able to plan that and 
it was rough. I will say this. It was a nine-hour layover, so I really had a rush because it's about an hour from the airport to the Eiffel Tower. But I said, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. When in Rome, well, I was in Paris, so I went to Paris. Sure. And I just jumped on a taxi and went out there, walked around. I would not go back, personally. No. It was not my favorite city. It wasn't clean. And just I personally didn't feel safe walking around. But you didn't feel I, like I proposing to somebody at the top of the Eiffel Tower? I was not getting down on bending knee. I'll tell you that. Not much. in Paris. Not a, not nope. Okay, so that's that's not on the top ten places to see. I personally would not head back there for any reason other than it's a layover. To, yeah, yeah, a layover is okay. Other than that, too much. <laughs> All right, hold on, brother. We have someone calling in from Paris right now to speak with you. Just give me one second to pull that up. Yes, sir. Are you there? Okay, yep. Yeah. JC is on the phone. Say whatever you have to say to him. Bonjour, Mr. Chernowski. I don't appreciate here in Paris. You sell my city smell shitty. But bonjour. Yeah. So, then you jump on a plane and you go to Italy. Now, the southern part of Italy, I heard, was not as nice as like in Rome and in north of Rome. Uh, where'd you fly into first? So I flew into Milan, and that was probably one of the cheap. Milan and Rome were sort of the cheapest ones to fly into. But I flew there, and I was only supposed to be there till New Year's Eve and fly home New Year's Eve. But I had such an incredible experience. I was like doing some research, and you can just hop down to Rome on a two-hour train, hop over to Venice in an hour and a half. So I said, let's just do a day trip to Venice. So I did a day trip to Venice, came back home. I'm like, I can't go back home yet. I'm not ready. And I canceled my flight, hopped on a train to Rome, and headed down there for New Year's. And yeah, I was you have New to do New Year's in Rome, right? You have to do that. Absolutely. Went in Rome, and I had this perfect hotel on top of the mountains overlooking all of Rome. Absolutely incredible. The night before New Year's, I was just like looking at all what I could see for the fireworks the next night. I was ecstatic. Couldn't wait to get home the next night and just sit on the balcony and watch the fireworks. Well. Uh, Come 11.50 at night, I step outside the balcony, and every ounce of fog came rolling through Italy right to my balcony, and you couldn't see about 30 feet in front of you as the fireworks were going off. So that whole experience turned into an, a, an amazing visual to a sound show. Well, you know, it might have been nice if you had that special someone with you, that semi-private balcony with the fog, <laughs> but you were by yourself, right? I was, I was. It was. You hear that, ladies? He was biased. You could have been there, Fee, you know. Oh, hello. Um, hello. Hello. Janowski, <laughs> that's right. But, uh, but when you said, hey, I want to go back to Italy, you said, I want to bring my kids back to this. I remember you and I talked and you said, man, it was so awesome. Italy, I mean, I loved it. I can't wait to tell you the story, but I just can't wait to bring my kids back next uh, soon on a trip, on a family trip. And you actually did yeah. that, did, what, last month? Yeah, we wasted no time. I came back like January 3rd, and the kids and I, we left uh, early March, and we did 12, 13 days total traveling from the time we left to the time we get home and kind of did the same path. We did Rome, or no, excuse me, flew into Blonde. We went to St. Maurice, Switzerland for a couple hours, which was an incredible day trip. I highly recommend Switzerland. Venice, Florence, and then we ended up in Rome. And my uh, lovely Nixie, she, she went to bed in Florence as a 12-year-old, woke up as a 13-year-old in, in Rome. So she got to experience her birthday in two cities in Italy. Man, I mean, is that dad of the year type of stuff or what? 
It was hopefully one of the more memorable experiences they'll have in life, but they absolutely loved it and they'll have memories for a lifetime. How was the food, man? Is it, no, the Italian food in Italy is completely different than what we call Italian food here, right? Yeah, I don't know what we should call it here, but it's not Italian food. It's what is pasta. It? Like McDonald's, uh, pasta, ragu kind of situation? Yeah, we like, I mean, there's no fried food, no chicken nuggets. I mean, it's just the, the food was so clean, so fresh. fresh. So fresh and so clean, clean. And it was just incredible. Like, we just ate to eat. We weren't even hungry. We'd still be eating because we wanted to enjoy every single bit of it. Wow. This is the industry where it ain't how big you are, it's how big you seem. Where people sacrifice the art trying to chase a dream and they wonder why they music's lacking creativity. Oh, yeah. Would it gave anything to be respected by the artists I was listening to? But not no more, them days of history. Skip the red carpet, you looking for me? Oh, God. Yeah. You might catch me at the award show. If you would like to sponsor Kingdom Radio, please visit us online at YWHYKingdomRadio.com. They said success is found on top of a mountain of failure. When you feel like giving up, what do you do? Keep on fighting. You know, how you rebound from your failure is what really defines you. 